0: Because this was just so strong flowing in my heart. And then it's just some things that God was putting in my heart. And I tell you what, God's doing big things. Amen. Amen. And this message, the title of it, and it it may sound odd, it may sound weird or whatever, but the title of it is, I Don't Care. (laughs) Have y'all heard Kenneth Copeland and he'll say... I couldn't care less. That's what he says. He says, I couldn't care any less. I couldn't care any less than I do because I cast all my cares on Jesus. Amen? That's His responsibility. You know, the cares we cast on Him, He can take care of. But the things that we hold on to, we cannot take care of ourselves. But recently, God dealt with my heart about casting cares on Him. And I'm going to tell you what, this has happened over a period, not over a period of one day, but over a period of, I guess, probably the last at least, you know, several days. It's been several days. And have you ever had a time where you feel like all of a sudden things start getting heavy and you start getting depressed and you don't know why? And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a child of God. I shouldn't be depressed. But do you know what? The Lord began to show me. He said, you had to care that and I didn't even realize it. And the thing is, we're supposed to cast all our cares on him. Kenneth Copeland's mother had this testimony. After years of praying and praying for Kenneth, She finally said, Lord, I'm not going to pray anymore for Kenneth. If he goes to hell, it's going to be your fault. I cast the care of him on you. She didn't pray again. And was it a week or two weeks? He was born again. And she had prayed year after year after year after year. Well, see... A lot of times we pray and don't really believe we receive that. Well, Holy Spirit, I believe you're teaching us exactly what we Amen. need tonight in Jesus' name. I'm praying the Holy Spirit's helping me get across to y'all what came up in my heart. Amen. Amen. The the way it is for all of us. And that's the thing. Sometimes we have the care and so God can't do it because we're busy holding on to it, grasping onto it, trying with all our heart to get this done and we're just struggling and struggling and we can't do it anyway. That's right. If I'm doing that, then God can't be doing it. First Peter 5, 6 and 7. I'm going to read this to you. This is a scripture. And you know what's really odd about this? God has been speaking to me. I know for over a week, because a week, a week and a half ago, I thought, I need to look that scripture up. And I said, Lord... I know it, I cast all my cares upon the Lord for He cares for me affectionately and cares about me watchfully. I knew that scripture and the Lord kept dealing with my heart to look it up and I never did until this morning, y'all. This, you know, I thought, I know what that says, I don't need to look it up. But this is 1 Peter 5, 6, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. but I looked it up this morning. And then I started, the Lord just dealt with me to look it up in different translations in the TPT. And it really was a blessing. But let me read it out of the King James. It says, in verse 6 and 7, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Everybody say, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Okay? And then, if you go over here in the, I'm going to read the Amplified. I, I don't think I put that up there, Shayla, but it says, "Therefore, humble yourselves, demote or lower yourselves in your own estimation." In other words, realize I can't do this; right. only God can. Right? Amen. Under the mighty hand of God, that in due time He may exalt you. Yes. When He does it, it's easy. It's not me trying to do it. I mean, right. casting the whole of your care. It says the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries. All your concerns once and for all. Everybody say once and for all. Once and for all. Okay, now once and for all, if I, if I took a baseball or something, i just threw it back there. Maybe I wouldn't hit the window and break it, but i just throw it back in that corner and think, okay, I'm going to cast it there once and for all. Yeah. Now, I have the opportunity to run back there and pick it up if I want to. Right. Or actually, if you have John Parker Ezra running around here, they'll probably <laughs> pick it up and bring it up here to me. You know, they would be <laughs> glad to. But the thing is, I have a choice. Whether I go back there and pick it up or leave it there. Right. See, that's what God's saying. He's wanting us to live in our lives so strong in faith. And our lives be an advertisement to the world of how good God is. But when we pick up the cares of the world, it makes it hard for us. You know, it, it makes it hard on all of us when we pick up those cares. So we just cast, cast them over on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um. In the Amplified, verse 7 says, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Do you know, if He's caring for me, do I think I can do a better job of that? No. Y'all want me to tell you what the Lord told me this morning? <laughs> he said, when you pick up the care and you're trying to do it yourself, you're being your own Lord. Now, how does that work out? In other words, I'm saying, the reason it says, humble yourselves, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God. In other words, realize He can do it, I can't do it. If I don't know myself, if I think I can do it myself. Oh, and Pastor James, I wanted your book for that very first introduction. Uh, Living Christ in You, I wanted to read that. That's what James talked about in the beginning of that book, and it's come up about three times in my heart Day, and I meant to get one when I got here. But it's so powerful. But, that's what it's, but, you know, I think, do I think I can handle this better than God can? Whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, I can't do it better than God can, but He can do it. And y'all, I'm fixing to read y'all out of the TPT version. It says in verse 6 and 7, In the Passion Translation, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, He will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in His hands. And then in verse 7 of the TPT, it says, Pour out all your worries, everybody say, all your worries, and stress upon Him, and leave them there. For He always tenderly cares for you. So see, we have to make a choice. I'm not only going to pour them out, I'm going to leave them there. I'm going to leave them there. Amen? So that's what it says. So He cares for me, so I'm going to give Him all my stress, all my worries, all my anxieties, and I'm going to leave them there. He's going to take care of them. I can't anyway. I just thought that was powerful. But notice it says if you bow in God's awesome presence. If you'll take time to worship Him and get in His presence, I, I don't know how to say this, somehow that opens the door for me to trust Him so I can cast my carrots over on Him. Does that make sense? Because if I will get in His presence and worship Him and say, Lord, you know, it may be looking like everything's overwhelming on the outside, but You're inside of me, Jesus. And I just go up to the prayer and say, Lord, I just want to worship You. I love You. I praise You. I don't care what's going on on the outside. I worship you and I honor you, Jesus, and I thank you. And then begin to tell God what His Word says and praise and worship Him, that He's done it because His Word says so. You know, the thing is that He's done that. James, can you find that part? I think it's in the introduction. Yes, self-effort. Yes, this is it. The introduction to this book, The Living Christ in You. It says, For more than 34 years I have served in full-time ministry, As I reflect back upon them, I recognize that for the most part I've spent the first 29 of those years laboring for my own abilities and suffering from my own limitations. Self-effort seemed to be the theme for which I strived. When the way grew tough, I would take self-effort to a higher level. With each passing year, I grew more tired and with an ever-decreasing productivity. Then in August of 2009, I understood for the first time God's definition of Christianity. His definition was not even close to mine. Self-effort was not even in the mix. See, it's self-effort when we say, Lord, I'm going to take all the cares. I'm going to do this. Then, things that are God's responsibility, it's self-effort. Amen? Amen. And it says, as you read this book, I urge you to permit. And I've read this before, and I knew this, but I had let it slip recently. You know, because I could tell that all of a sudden I was so heavy and it was just you can tell when it's a spirit of fear or heavy or just y'all you can tell when depression tries to get you. Listen, that's why so many people are on antidepressants. But the thing is that's the devil, but God wants us so free and we're gonna read scripture about that in a few minutes. Amen. As you read this book and I was thinking, I need to get out this book and read it again, amen. I urge you to permit the Holy Spirit to capture you at whatever stage of ministry or Christian work that you may be serving. I pray that the Holy Spirit will open the eyes of your understanding and flood your light with revelation so you can see the living Christ alive and breathing inside of your entire being. See, He's on the inside of us. He wants to carry all those cares. He's equipped to do it. I'm not. See, He can do it. I cannot. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, that you will see Him there waiting for you to license Him to release His strength and His abilities in you. When you cast the care on God, it says, God, use your ability. I can't do it, but you can. Amen. So that's what we're saying. Within this revelation, you will discover there's absolutely no limitation to what He can and will accomplish through you. I know assuredly. That when you see Christ in you, I mean really see Him with the eyes of your heart, you will comprehend perhaps for the first time just how wonderful and beautiful a life He intends for you to live and how powerful a ministry He has reserved for you to experience. But I just thought that was powerful because that's what it yeah. is. When I'm it says humble yourself before God to say, God, you're bigger than I am. You yeah. can do this. I can't do it. Amen. You can give me the wisdom to make decisions. I can't make my own decisions. You know, I'm trusting you, Lord. Right. You know how to do this, but yeah. I don't. Amen. We're humbling ourselves before him. But then we're getting in our pre- in his presence and worshiping him. And oh. in his presence is fullness of joy. You can get rid of all that depression, anxiety, worry. Right. You can get rid of all that in his presence. Amen. 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 And you can do it right at home. You don't have to wait to worship service at church. Amen. 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 One time, April said this back in 2015. God talked about us that we we're a host for His presence. It said, um, "God's manifest presence, the powerful, whatever you need, will come on the wings of your worship." Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! You know, we look at the the Vision Bible bookmark. I think I read some of that Sunday morning to intercessory prayer. You know, we've been looking at what all God has called us to do. And according to Matthew nineteen twenty six, with God, all things are possible. Right. But Amen. I can't do it by myself, and I can't take the care of it. I have to trust God right. that He's doing it. Amen. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a big vision, but we have a big God. Amen. Amen. And so I, what I could do in my own is nothing like what God could do. Right. You know that? Amen. It's sort of like, you know, if you have a mountain here and you need to move it, You can use a shovel and you can take 40 years to move that. (laughs) Or, uh, you know, I can do that. Or if I would cast a care on the Lord and trust him and say, Lord, this is what your word says. This is the word you gave me. I mix faith with it. And I believe that you're doing this in Jesus' name, you know. Whether it be a, a symptom of a sickness and disease and you say, God, you know, the symptoms are there. But your word says, by his stripes I'm healed. And this is what your word says. And then you're like, like you're picking up a big old caterpillar or, or actually even better than that, a stick of dynamite to move that mountain quicker. Amen? Amen. Because God's Word is the power. And His force is the power. So we've got to have His Word in there to bring it to pass. Amen? So we've got to be able to trust Him. Lord, this is what Your Word says. This is what You're going to do. Because God never lies. He always does what He says. Amen? He's not a man that He should lie. So as we can trust Him, He can do it. Amen? So we don't have to be anxious or careful about anything. Because if I'm holding on to it, Then there's absolutely nothing that Jesus can do. Um, I need I need um, a volunteer up here. (laughs) Okay, you want to come up here, Judith? Come on up here. Suppose that Miss Judith here has just finished running a marathon and she comes in here. (gasps) She's huffing and puffing. You know what she needs? Not the pins. She needs water. But with her hands, her hands are full. Now, she can't grab the water because she's got something in both hands. You see what I'm saying? You can't grab the water. Listen, if we don't let go of what we have, we can't get what God's trying to get to us, what we so desperately need, until we let go of it. And say, God, I'm humbling myself before you. You can do this. I can't. But this is what your Word says. amen. And I tell you what, that's so powerful. And the Word is the only thing. But see... As desperately as she needed this water, she couldn't get it long as she had her hands full of something, you know. And I guess I could have demonstrated more her holding three or four books in each hand. You know, but a lot of times we think, well, God, I got this. I can do this. I can take care of that. No, I'm going to do this. And as long as we're struggling to do it, we're not trusting Him. But I encourage you, spend time in His presence every day and let Him do that. Amen. Thank you, Judith. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So we've got to let go of whatever is holding you back from receiving your dreams and visions being fulfilled. Oh, y'all, this is off subject, but it's a great scripture. Um, I shared it with somebody yesterday because I think the first time I ever saw it was a couple of days, in fact, a couple of days ago. This is so powerful. The only way your dreams and visions are ever going to be fulfilled, and I'm working on writing a book on this now. The other day I started getting some stuff on a piece of paper. I thought, okay, Lord, I know it's going to be a book. But this is Psalm 37, 4. When I first start out in the things of God, it says... In the King James Version, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. That was one of the very first scriptures I called a hold of when I started learning how to meditate the Word and mix faith with the Word and watch God do things right. and expect yeah. God to do the supernatural. But, y'all, I read this for the first time, I think the day before yesterday in the Passion Translation. It says, Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and He will provide for you what you desire the most. God will provide for you what you desire the most. But wait a minute, wait a minute, there's something you got to do. Now see, I was thinking today, I'm going to tell you all in my studying and praying and reading day, I was thinking, okay, Lord, I don't have to, like casting the cares on the Lord, I don't know how it works, but it works. I know if I cast care on Him, I know my refrigerator works, and I don't know how it works. But do you know there's still some things I have to do? I have to plug my refrigerator into electricity. It's not going to just sit there and work. I mean, it could sit there for a week if I never plugged it in. It would never work, right? But God's saying there's one thing to do. He's saying, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. And He will provide for you what you desire the most. Amen. I tell you what, the book I'm writing is talking about the key, and I got to get back off this, but the key to the fulfillment of every dream and vision you have is pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly. Because let me tell you what, every dream and vision you have in your heart, you know who put it there? It was God. And do you know that He's the only one that knows the way to get you there? So it's going to take closely pursuing Him, following Him, honoring Him, and casting the cares on Him and trusting Him. Amen. 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 All the time. Hallelujah. Anyway, I got off on that. But, (laughs) But where I was at was about, but, you know, God began to speak. He said, anything I'm holding on to that I'm trying to do, saying, Lord, this isn't working out and I'm anxious and I'm worried about it, then He can't be taking care of it. In any particular area. He said, Susan, he said, you're actually trying to be Lord over that. That's why it says, humble yourself. Because as long as I've got the care, I'm my own Lord. That's good. No wonder things are getting hard because I'm trying to do God's job. That's a pretty good. big job. Amen. 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 And He can do it and I can't. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, what happens if you have something in your hands? We'll say something even harder than a pen. What if I had two books in my hands? What if I had a Bible in each hand? James. Can I use that Bible right there or that one right there actually if I if I have these two hands and I need that water so desperately and I can't get it what's going you know what's going to happen eventually if I'm thinking okay that's where I need to get to that's what I need that's what I need is that water but I can't get to it and do you know what I'm going to eventually do I mean I can try but it's not going to work. I'm going to get it frustrated. Yeah. And I get frustrated. What did you say? Yeah, yeah, eventually you will die. You will, you will, because you'll get frustrated. You know, Kenneth Hagin talks about cares and worries will kill you. That's exactly the truth. It will, taking the cares and the worries, because we're not designed to. Only Jesus is designed to. And He gave us the answers in His Word to everything, saying He'd do it. But we've got to quit trying to do it if we want him to do it. But And the frustration, if I hold on to the care, it's just going to be frustrating because I can't do it. The word frustration in the Cambridge Dictionary is the fact that something prevents plans or efforts from being successful. Right, well, think about it. John 10.10 10 tells us that... Uh, the thief cometh now before to steal. Thank you, steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So, on one hand, you've got God right. saying, "I want you to have life and life more abundantly." Right. On the other hand, you've got the devil, right. and he's saying, "I want to steal, kill, and destroy just right. any way I can." So, the thing is, the devil wants you frustrated. Right. See, faith works by love, Come on. and if the devil can get you frustrated. Right. Do you know he can get you in strife instead of love? Yeah, he can stop your love walk. And he knows that faith will produce what you want. The devil's deceptive. He's not going to come out here and say, Oh, I'm going to do this. No, he's subtle. He'll do just a little bit. But do you know if you are headed toward to fly out to California and you got two degrees off, You might wind up down in South America or somewhere if you got just a few degrees off. Well, see, that's all the devil does. He's not going to... You know, I remember Gospel Bill and teaching my kids. He used to say... He was talking about teaching kids and he said, you know, if you're going to poison a dog, you're going to put it in a big old juicy piece of meat. If the devil's going to somehow try to pull somebody away from the Word, He's not going to do it with something that looks like it's something. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be something that looks good. Amen? So if He's going to try to get you in the care and the worry, oh, I stayed up all night worrying about that. Well, you know, the worrying didn't help anything. And it was disobedience to God's Word, and it's pulling you away from the Word, not towards God's Word. See what I'm saying? But the devil has it disguised as, quote-unquote, concern. I was concerned about that situation. But if you're not praising God and worshiping and using your faith, and you're staying up worrying about it, then it's the cares and anxieties of the world. That's the way the world lives. But we have a Heavenly Father designed to carry those things and then designed to take care of every issue, whatever it is we're worrying about. He's got it and He's wanting to do it, but we've got His hands tied. And you know, when we are trying to do it ourselves, it's like we tie his hands. We're putting where he can't do anything until Amen. we release it. Amen. We have to let go to be able to take what Jesus has for us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's your choice. You choose if you're going to stay awake at night and worry about this or that or other. I tell you, the devil had let some cares and things in. And I tell you what, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to take the care. And this kept coming up to me about Kenneth's mom, about Kenneth Copeland's mom, what she said, you know, that she just wasn't going to pray for me anymore. And I said, Lord, I'm just not going to take the care. And I mean, I slept so much better last night. You know, just cast that care on the Lord, you know. Because we're not designed to carry that care, that's why Kenneth Hagin says the care will kill you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it's your choice. You choose to focus on faith. Or you can focus on everything negative you see, because I guarantee you, if you pick up one care, the devil will try to give you 50 more of Amen. them to take. That's He'll right. try to get you to do this and do that. Oh, look at this, look at that. But if you can keep your focus on Jesus. You know what? Lord showed me today. He said, you get to choose where you focus. I can turn that way, Come on. or I can turn that way. Right. Now, right. none of y'all can do that for me. Wow. The devil can't make you turn and look at a distraction. You can say, no, this is what the Word of God says. You make your choice. You know, you say, you know what, I'm going to look at what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that I'm healed by the stripes The Word of God says, my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's what the Word of God says, no matter what circumstances say, no matter what people are saying, no matter what situations are going on. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God has called us to be successful at everything He's called us to do. But in the meantime, you've got to realize there's a little sneaky devil out there that's trying to get one past you. But don't give him any place. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke 21, 34. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke 21, verse 34. Verse 33 there is so good, it talks about heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, or pay attention, take heed. Think about it. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so the day come upon you unawares, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. So the thing is, don't let those cares The cares of the world. In the Amplified Bible it says, But take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed. Everybody said, depressed. Depressed. Weigh down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence. Drunkenness. It associates that with with that because you're really being selfish because you're trying to be your own Lord and not letting Jesus do what He wants to do. Amen. Amen. And worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life Unless that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a noose. Hallelujah. But the thing is, we need to be aware and say, Lord, I cast a care on you. I want to read this um, uh, Revelation 21 8. Revelation 21.8. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the fearful and unbelieving. Wait. Okay. And let me tell you, I'm going to tell you something. This is a confession I made to James this morning. All of a sudden, when I realized how much care I had taken, do you all know what fear is? I think fear and dread are pretty much the same thing. It's like fear. I mean, I could sense the heaviness of the fear. And fear, you know, and the Bible keeps saying, fear not, fear not. There's so many scriptures where Jesus said, fear not. Fear not. So, Revelation twenty-one eight, it talks. It says, "But the fearful, everybody say fearful, fearful. And, unbelieving. and unbelieving. You're not believing God if you're fearful. You're right. You can't do. You can't be in faith and fear at the same time. And the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. But what it's talking about? Fearful and unbelieving is with murderers and whoremongers and things like that. You know, it's it's a, the thing is, Jesus didn't design us to carry the weight of things. So we need to be able to cast a care on Him. Praise God. Okay, this is the second time it's come up, and I'm going to read y'all Scripture. This is Ephesians 1. It really isn't in my notes, but that's okay. It'll flow, okay? Okay. This is what God wants our lives to do. And if we will cast our care on Him, it's so different than the way the world lives. Amen. Because the world lives in bondage all the time. Okay, this is Ephesians 1.19. It says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Everybody say, through faith. Through faith then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. So every day, you know what? People in the world are, so many of y'all have to take antidepressants and things like this, and we in the Word, we, you know, as children of God, shouldn't have to if we'll let Jesus do His job and us quit trying to do it and let Him do His job and us be thanking and worshiping Him and mixing faith. See, when we worship Him, it's like, like James has said when you're preaching before. You know, when somebody says, Amen, that's like sick them to a hound dog. Well, think how it is to God when we start praising and worshiping Him for something we're seeing by faith. Now, by faith means we don't see the manifestation yet. But think how much that opens the door for Him to do it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I can see Kenneth's mama saying, I said, I wasn't going to pray anymore. I just thank you, God, that He's saved. And it was less than two weeks till he was saved. She didn't preach at him anymore. She didn't pray for him anymore, you know. And and see, that's what we've got to do. Learn to trust God to do what he's best at doing, being God, and let us do what we're supposed to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty. Matthew eleven, verse twenty eight. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, come unto me. Now, these are words of red. This is Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus wants to give us rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See? Listen. You get around somebody that's lighthearted, that isn't full of care and worry, and that's... you know, sometimes you can go a whole day without seeing anybody that way, unless you're here in church, amen? <laughs> yeah. But but you want to say, we all ought to be that way with our families, at work, wherever we're at. All our cares ought to be on Jesus. Oh, you know, right. Kenneth Hagan said one time, what was it? He said, uh, no, Aretha Hagan said one time to Kenneth, they were coming in after church that night. And she said, um, what was it? She said something about... You Kenneth, you wouldn't wouldn't worry about me if I fell down dead here on the porch. And he said... Why worry? Then said you'd already be in heaven, you know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. And, and what, what else was it? There was something out. There. They said you wouldn't care if the deacons got in a fist fight. Said he said I'm a, when I'm sleeping, he said y'all don't wake me up and call me. If the deacons get in a fist fight, I don't care. It's not my care. It's not my worry. There's nothing I can do about it, you know. But that's so true. And the less care we have, the more carefree we are. The more we go around worshiping and thanking God for what He's doing, and see Him doing it then the more, we'll see the manifestation so much quicker because God can get it done. Amen. Whereas we've been trying to do it and haven't been able to. Amen. He can get it done so much quicker. Amen. And in the Amplified Classic, it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment. Anybody need some refreshment? Yes. And recreation and blessed quiet for your souls free from that heaviness. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. I tell you what, it's so easy. What God wants us to have is so good. Amen. Colossians 3.15. Colossians 3.15. Thank you, Jesus. And this talks about let the peace... You know, we've got to make a choice to let the peace rule in our hearts or to let the cares, worries, anxieties, and all this stuff rule. But we need to make a choice to let Jesus rule and reign in His peace. Colossians 3, 15. It says here in the King James, "...and let the peace of God rule in your hearts." to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye thankful. We ought to be thankful all the time. Amen? If we're believing He's doing the miracle we needed, we'd have a thankful heart all the time. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. If we're believing He's done what we've prayed and asked Him to do, thanking Him for it. In the um, Amplified, it says, And let the peace, the soul, harmony, which comes from Christ, rule or act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state, to which, as members of Christ, one body, you're also called, we're called to live in a peaceful state. And be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. But the thing is, we've got to let that peace rule or either if we're not going to do what the Word says, we're going to go around worrying, making a negative confession, saying things we don't want to happen. Right. You know, confessions. Well, that's not what we want to do because we know the power of our words. Amen? Right. Amen? So what we've got to do is let the peace of Christ rule in our heart. And if a question comes up, pray and let God show you. And pray Amen. in the Holy Ghost and say, Holy Ghost, you show me what to do here. You're the Amen. one that knows. I'm not my own Lord, I'm asking you and you show me. And then that peace will rule. Amen. Amen. James, where's the scripture about him set free is free indeed? John eight thirty six, there it is. Okay. If the sun therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall be free indeed. And in the Amphite says, So if the sun liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. In the message, it says, So if the sun sets you free, you are free through and through. You know, if we're free through and through, Jesus paid the price for us to be free. I don't care what the situation is, whether it be, you know, whether it be somebody with drugs, alcohol, porn addiction, whatever it be, whether it be marriage problems, whether it be whatever it is, whether it be a sickness, perhaps somebody, uh, you know, told they had a terminal illness or something. Whatever it is, Jesus wants you free from it. Whether it be a lack of finances, Jesus wants you free from it. You know, whatever the struggle is, whether it be that you're believing God for a mate and they haven't manifested yet, Jesus wants you to receive that mate. Amen. Whatever it is. Whether it's been strife in a family, perhaps, and God wants you free from that. Amen. Maybe, perhaps, you've dealt with a fear. Uh, I know James talked about when he was a little boy, he dealt with the fear of every time his mom and daddy left, in the car somewhere and left him at home that they'd be killed in a car wreck or something. Just He just thought they'd never come home. Well, see, that was the devil lying to him, trying to put a care and worry. And I'm going to tell you all this. I would say probably 95% of the cares and worries, first of all, that's the same thing as faith, just the opposite, because it hadn't happened yet. And most of the time, it can't happen anyway. And it's just the devil making you think that like he was worried about that. You know, but anyway, whatever I'm saying, Jesus wants the little you know, whoever free from the fear of somebody not coming home safely. You know what I'm saying? Because that can be a burden, that can be a bondage. Listen, there was a situation, I don't know if I've ever told y'all this, but when I was nine or ten years old, there was some spirit that got on me, a spirit of fear. And I mean, my mama told me now I was in fifth grade in Mr. Alice's class. Uh, Mr. Owsley's class, his name was Mr. Owsley, my fifth grade teacher, and listen, he taught everything, he was our teacher, anyway, but he said he was my only teacher, but I want y'all to know, I was like nine or ten years old, I mean, I'm going to tell y'all something, I don't know if I've even told James all this, it got to a point when I was nine years old, first of all, I decided I wasn't saved. The fear on me was that I wasn't saved, and I ha- I got rebaptized. I think I was ten years old. I got rebaptized. Okay, so I went to the preacher, just crying and all stuff. So he rebaptized me, and that didn't help any. I got to where there was such an overwhelming guilt. I'm I gonna tell you something. Y'all gonna think this is really, really weird. I promise you. I was at my grandparents' house in Birmingham, visited with them. I sat on the commode, and I thought I broke it. And I just felt guilty. Just, I'm just telling y'all, the, the teacher would say, he would say, Mr. Owsley would say, y'all have a project due a week from Friday. you will have a poster due. I would burst in tears. It got to the point where my mom told me, said, Susan, if you want to quit school, you can. I promise you, she was so distraught and didn't know what to do. Nowadays, they just take you and put you on a drug, I'm sure. That's exactly what they do. But I was to the point, and I felt guilty about everything. I mean, I felt like every, it was some kind of a bad spirit. I can't tell you what it was. And I praise God He got me free from it. And that my mom worked with me in different stuff. Praise God. And that I was in a church where I could go, you know, to get free from it. But, I mean, that thing tried to destroy me in fifth grade. I mean, I thought a fifth grade dropout, that upset me so bad. Maybe that was a lot of, I mean, I'm serious, y'all. But you would not believe what things I would feel guilty over. I mean, it was just over little nothings. I think I broke everything I touched. I mean, it was just such a spirit of fear and guilt. It was some bad spirit. But I'm saying there's people dealing with that. We want them to come in here and all of a sudden the peace of God come on them. We want our lives to be an advertisement. They'll say, you know what? You're so peaceful. I want the Jesus you know. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be at work, whether it be in Walmart, whether it be in Winn-Dixie, wherever it is, whether it be at school, Wherever it is, it's that powerful. But that's why our lives to be an advertisement because it's different than the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you have to choose. You have to choose because you can choose to drown in all these things, all these cares, all these anxieties, step all night and worry about them. Right. And I, I'm going to tell you all something. You can't be anybody else's Lord. All right. Right. Decisions other people make, Decisions, you know, even even things your family members and different people make. You can't be their Lord, you know. You That's can right, pray yeah. that they make the right decision, pray the eyes of their heart are light and, and they see it. Right. But we can't be anybody else's Lord, right. you know Amen. what I'm saying? Amen. So I can't tell James what to do, you know. Now I can tell little James what to do to an extent now, but my girls pretty much are grown. I mean, Kristen's what, 24? The youngest girl, 24. You know. And, and she needs to pray and hear from God what she needs to do. I can't be her Lord. I can't say, you know, and I, I can't say, well, this is what you need to do. Now, I can tell her what I think the Lord's putting in my heart, you know, for, you know. But I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't say, here, you move here, you do this, you do that, you do that. No, it, they need to hear from God themselves. That's how we train them up in the ways of the Lord. Amen? So they can hear from God what to do. So it's so important. It's so valuable. It's so valuable. If you're trying to be anybody else's Lord, it's hard. If you're trying to control anybody, anybody that has a spirit of control that tries to control other people, you can't be their Lord. But you can trust Jesus and He can speak one word and they'll hear it forever. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But, you know, and one of the things we do is we take our authority. And Luke ten nineteen 19 and the TPT, I wrote this in the front of my Bible because it, it, was, it was so strong. But this is, you know, there's some stuff we do. Like I said, you plug in the refrigerator, you do the things you're supposed to do, and then let God do the rest. Amen. Right, amen. But we take our authority and use it, and whatever the situation is, we have the Word of God, and we go to the Word of God, and we take what God's Word says, and we do what His Word says. Amen. <laughs> uh, Luke ten nineteen in the in the Passion translation says, "Now you understand that I have imparted to you." Now Jesus has given us. Is all my authority, it says, to trample over his kingdom, over the devil's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely Amen. nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Amen. Now, we have to walk in the authority, do what the Word says, say what the Word says, But don't take the care of it. It's not me doing it. It's Jesus in me. He gave me the authority. So it's really easy on my part. What I do is use the name of Jesus. I wrote down here, the name of Jesus is your access code. (laughs) Whatever it is you need, He's your access code. He's your access code. And He will tell you what you need. Whatever you need, whatever situation or circumstance you need changed Jesus himself is your access code. Amen. He's an access code to the outcome that you need and that Jesus needs. And the thing is, the things we're wanting to happen, Jesus is wanting to happen more. He's wanting us healed. He's wanting us prosperous. He's wanting our, our ble- uh, ourselves blessed and our families Amen. blessed. Amen. He's wanting it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But we have to choose to let go of us trying to do things and let Him do it. Amen. Amen. Romans ten seventeen says, And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we've got to build our faith. We've got to say, Lord, I cast the care of this on You, but I've also got to go to the Word and study to show myself approved. So what i got to do is go see what Scriptures God said He'd do, and that will build faith and trust in my heart because if I'm going to cast the care on Him, i got to know He's going to do it, but I won't know it, If I don't know what the Word says about it, you understand what I'm saying? James said he had a kid years ago that said um, he was believing for a new bicycle. And he came up to him after church and said, Brother James, will you pray for me for a new bicycle? And he said, Pastor James asked him, he said, well, what, what scripture are you standing on? He said... By his stripes, I have a new bicycle. Well, that wasn't exactly it. It was the only scripture the boy could think of at that time. But the thing is, if you've got a scripture and you know God doesn't lie, okay, everybody in here, do y'all believe God tells the truth? Yes, amen. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Okay, so God's not going to lie. So if I can find a promise in His Word amen. that He's going to do it, He'll do it. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. And it's only when I'm trusting God that I can truly have all the cares upon Him. You know, because... Oh, I didn't know where the water was. I thought, there's the water. It's not there. Anyway, but, you know, because I've got to let go of whatever's in my hand and grasp what Jesus has for me, what I need so desperately. But I've got to trust Him. And the foundation is going to be the faith that I have in what God said He'd do. Amen. So I've got to find the Word that says that. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'll keep my water up here. <laughs> okay. So we have to choose to cast every care upon Him. Don't, don't worry about it. Trust God. Do y'all know? Okay. I'm going to tell you all something else real quick. That happened to us a couple of weeks ago. Our dog. All of a sudden, I'm just telling you how deceptive the devil is, okay? He li- he's a liar. Everybody say the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. And he'll trick you yes, he will. He'll and make something it. look real. Let me tell you what he did to us. We have a little dog, a little Bichon. She's almost 12 years old. Lily, some of y'all know her. And Lisa's her other mama. But anyway, I mean, she, she keeps her with her out of and stuff. But listen, Lily is, I think she's about 12 or 13 pounds, a little white Bichon. Well, what happened a couple of weeks ago was on Mother's Day, family was over, and all of a sudden her eye was swelled shut. And so next morning took her to the vet. You know, we prayed over it, and um, I gave her a little bit of Benadryl in case it was allergies. You know, and then took her to the vet the next morning. Well, he said something, and I took it totally wrong. He said he said he kept saying he said. Now, she had a cataract in one eye or whatever, and we rebuke it. And she said, anyway, but she had a cataract. And he said, there's something behind there going on. I'm more concerned what's going on behind it. Uh-huh. And he said that two or three times. And I thought, what's going on? So uh, so I told somebody in the family about it. I told them, I said something about, you know, well, by that afternoon, they called me and told me, they said, what he's concerned about. I said, what's he concerned about behind her eye? And they looked it up on Google and found out it was a tumor they were concerned about. So then last week, the deal is the infection stayed away. I gave her the antibiotics for a week, uh, a moxel or whatever, and the infection stayed away. And Oh, praise God, that means she didn't have a tumor behind her eye because it cleared up, and this person had looked it up and found it on Google for me <laughs> to inform me. said, yeah, that means she doesn't have it. Well, it was okay. I was supposed to come back on Monday, and I thought, I'm not going to take her back. Her eye infection's clear. You know, I'm not going to take her back. Well, Thursday evening, about 10 till 5... All of a sudden, I looked, and her eye was gunked up again. So, you know, of course, in the natural, what the devil tries to tell you, okay, there's a tumor behind her eye, you know, and we had prayed over and believed for this dog's healing, you know. And um, anyway, and so then when I took her back the next morning, the doctor said, and it was at the same vet's office, just different doctor, and I said, He said, well, he said, I think it's just allergies. I think you just need to put this ointment in her eye. And he said, before long, it'll go away. And if it comes back, put more ointment. He said, you don't have to bring her in here to get an appointment. And I said, wait a minute. I said, what was that other doctor concerned about behind her eye? I said, is he not concerned about a tumor behind her eye? He said, no, not at all. And... You know, so don't Google anything that's the moral of that story. Google's not going to tell you the truth anyway but but needless to say, but all that it was was a little bit of allergies and a little bit of ointment was all she needed you, know. but for a week, we're sitting around here thinking, you know, and anyway and um anyway but but the thing is, you know. It was a deception because he said he was concerned about the cataract getting worse or something. He said, he's not concerned. He said, no, we're not concerned about a tumor. Well, the thing is, we'll believe something if the devil will just, he'll get it so close to look like it's the truth. If you're not wholeheartedly seeking Jesus and spending time and praying in tongues and hearing from God, you'll think it's God and you'll run with it. And if it's the wrong thing, you'll wind up, you know. Anyway, deceived like we were on that. Anyway, um, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Let's go back to that. That's so powerful. That's what this is all about. Just cast every care on Him and then your life will be an advertisement of how good God is and the power of God that can flow by faith. And you've got to be growing in faith. Amen. That faith. So look up the Scriptures. Have a Scripture stand on for everything. Hallelujah. And if you don't know another one, Excuse me. Psalm 1388 says God will perfect that which concerns you. Amen. Yes. If there's no other scripture, you know, you may say there's not a scripture for that. Well, listen, if it matters to you, it matters to God. Amen. And he will perfect whatever concerns you, whatever it be. Hallelujah. First Peter. Five, seven, hallelujah. So what we need to do is cast every care upon Him. We need to choose to do this. And when you start feeling that heaviness, say no, 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 and say, Lord, I'm going to worship You. I cast that care on You. I thank You. This is what Your Word says. My promise is. And go read the Word. If you have to go in a different room somewhere, get your Bible out or get your scripture your notebook or something, and read that Word. Hallelujah. And then you'll then you'll be developing that trust in God. You can trust that God. Look, First Peter five six or seven says. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon yes. Him, for He careth for you. Yes. Verse yes. 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. In other words, be watching out, yes. because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So be on, be on the watch out for the devil. Yes. We're not ignorant of his devices. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Anyway, and if we'll just hold on to what God gives us. His Word says, by His stripes I'm healed. Amen. Hold on to this no matter what the circumstances Amen. say. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll just hold on tightly to what He says. Then we'll receive what we need every time. This time, see whatever the situation is. I don't care what you've been told, and like, like I said, we thought we'd been told. Uh, we we thought that they suspected a tumor behind the dog's eye. Anyway, but but they did that wasn't even right. But whatever it is, it says in Second Corinthians four eighteen. While we look not at the things which are seen, so we got to choose to get our focus on God, not on what we see. Amen? Amen. But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal or temporary. And subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Listen, God created the the worlds were formed by faith. Amen. And what God wants to do is more real than we can imagine. Amen. He wants to do exactly what you want done. Right. And He wants the free reign to do it. Amen. 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 And when we will hold on to His Word and let Him do it. Not us be out there trying to, with our hands, doing it, trying to be doing what we can do. Let Him do it. Say, Lord, Your Word says, this is what Your Word says, this is what I believe in, I praise You and I worship You for it. And open up the door for Him to do those things that only Him He can do. Because He wants to do them. No matter what the circumstances say, He wants to fulfill every dream and vision. Amen. And I've got one more scripture. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, and I think this is the last scripture. Hallelujah. But God wants to do whatever we need done. We just got to cast a care on Him, realize He's God, and let Him do it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And then pursue Him wholeheartedly, listen to His voice, and do everything He says do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we'll, oh, y'all, I thought this was so good the other day. And I thought, well, I'm going to teach this in family seminar. Jeremy Pearsons was teaching the other day. And he said, he was talking about with your children. He said that he's already, I think he's got an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old. And he said he was training them. He said, you know what, You're uh, every place you need to be. He said, before they go to bed, they say, I'm always at the right time, at the right place, doing the right thing with the right people. He said, you know, now it don't matter. They're 8 and 5 years old as much. But he said, when they're a teenager, it might save their life, doing the right thing and being with the right people, you know. And I thought that was good. Amen. So, it is. It's so powerful being at the right time. So, see, if you'll be hearing God's voice and cast all the cares on Him and trust Him, we'll always be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. uh, This is... Okay, it's wherefore, uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now, worry is a weight if we're trying to <laughs> do it ourselves. And the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So go on with God, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now, see, it didn't feel good. If he had done what he thought he wanted to do, he wouldn't have gone to the cross. See what I'm saying? Right. But for the joy that was set before me, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. In other words, you've got to consider Jesus. Let's follow Jesus, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? Hallelujah. So we've got to consider Him. And I had this one in the TPT. Or has she got it up there? Oh, the TPT. Um, verse 2, especially to Shayla in the TPT. TPT. But I'm going to read it out of the amplifier while she's getting it. It says, Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before Him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, I want to read this. This was so good. Out of the message, I mean the TPT, uh, Passion Translation. We look away from the natural realm. And we fasten our gaze unto Jesus who births faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because His heart was so focused on the joy of knowing that you would be His, He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. And now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, there was a time when Jesus was hurting and aching on that cross and He thought, why, you know, and and, and I don't know, but you know, in the natural it would have been a situation where it would have looked like the easiest thing would have been, no, don't go to the cross, call the angels down and don't go. And don't do that. Would have looked like the natural thing to do. Get out of the circumstance, get out of the situation. But you know what? He looked and it was so valuable and precious to Him that we'd be in heaven with Him, that we'd be with Him, that He endured that. So whatever it is, whatever it is, Jesus knows the way. He's the one that knows the way to get you where you're called to be. And you're never going to be fulfilled unless you're exactly where you're called to be. And I tell you what, pursuing Him wholeheartedly, and He'll lead you there. Amen. So what we've got to be doing is casting all our cares on Him. For He cares for us affectionately and cares about us watchfully. And then go to the Scripture, spend time every day praising and worshiping Him for what the Word says, no matter what it looks like. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, if everybody stand up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen.